are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me tonight when the Giants take on the Dodgers to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. As you know, I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, I want to basically devote most of the show to discussing the current state of the Giants with all the injuries that they have. When guys are coming back, who's on the IL, who's filling in, what the depth charts look like, and how the Giants can try to survive the upcoming schedule. Just jumping right in, I want to talk about what last night's lineup looked like. It was the lefty David Price on the mound, as we speculated that it might be, and he's he's not really like a traditional starting pitcher anymore for the Dodgers. Talk about their depth. David Price, who would be a frontline type of starter on a lot of teams, is a bullpen piece for the Dodgers right now. So he seemed to be on a pitch limit. He only went, he only threw 35 pitches, 27 of which were strikes. Wow. But so then the Dodgers went to two more lefties out of the next three pitchers. So it was left, left, right, left for the first six innings, six and a third. But the point I want to make, the Giants lineup, they had to throw out one, two, three, four lefties out of their eight starting position players against a left-handed starter. I get that it was an opener in price, but the Dodgers also just then went to a bunch of lefties in relief. So this, we've talked about this a thousand times, but when I talk about the Giants' depth and how we often don't even notice that they've had to dig into it a little bit, it's because guys like Darren Ruff might be starting against a righty and on and on. But Last night was like the the most inefficient lineup that I've seen basically Gabe Kapler throw out in now parts of two seasons. Dickerson started uh, batting fourth and playing left field. He almost never starts against a left-handed pitcher. Crawford was in there. He's often in there against a lefty starter, but to have him batting sixth and then in addition to Dickerson... And then the big one is Jason Vossler batting eighth. Just having Vossler in there, period, is a sign that something has gone a little bit wrong. I mean, I, I appreciate Vossler getting an opportunity. I'm not super low on Jason Vossler. But when he's in there at first base and batting eighth against a left-handed starting pitcher, something has gone wrong. And what has gone wrong is that he is their fifth string first baseman. I, I would say that the Giants' depth chart, when everybody's healthy at first base, goes something like Belt, 
La Stella, Ruff, Flores, and then Vossler, I guess, would be fifth, and that's what we're seeing. So not only that, but the Giants' commitment, which I think is a good thing, I'm not trying to talk negatively about it, but their commitment to resting Buster Posey regularly, regardless of the matchup, also hurt them last night because lefty started on the mound, but Posey wasn't in there. It was Kurt Casale. And honestly, like when you're going to play Casale, it does make sense to get him in there against lefties. That's kind of his skill set is he's supposed to be good against left-handed pitching, but Casale just has not gotten it going as you've, as you're well aware, I'm sure. So that's a separate issue. But anyway, it's just the Giants are as banged up as they've ever been in the last couple years. And so their lineup, which has been really good the last couple years, is seriously being tested. So moving forward, I'm just going to talk about, okay, who's out? What are they looking at right now? And how can they try to survive the next time period until certain guys come back? So we're going to map out when guys are coming back, what that's going to mean, and what I think the Giants can do. So for now, they lost last night. They they kind of scratched and clawed. They only had three hits, but two of them were home runs. Uh, Evan Longoria hit a towering home run, and then Donovan Solano hit a game-tying home run in the sixth. But as it was, Alex Wood allowed three home runs in this game, four earned runs in six innings. He was due for some regression. Like, he's not going to be... He's not going to have a sub two ERA all season. So can't really fault Wood. The Dodgers lineup is really good, even though they have a lot of injuries as well. But Giants need to find a way to win a game against the Dodgers. And that's kind of going to be what we're going to talk about is how can they like which of these games is going to give them an opportunity to just try to win at least one. You just can't go 0-7 against the Dodgers to start the season. They've got a chance. They've got three more games here to turn this around. But so far, they're 0-4 against L.A. So coming up next, more of this discussion. But first, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with 4 milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with 4 milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.com. CO and use promo code locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on MLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, as promised, I just want to continue the discussion talking about who's hurt. Talking about the upcoming upcoming schedule, like who's pitching for the Dodgers. For example, Walker Bueller, a right-handed pitcher, goes for them tonight. And then on Saturday, it's the lefty Julio Urias, and then Sunday is also a lefty. So as it is right now, the Giants are probably more vulnerable against left-handed pitching for exactly the reason that we saw last night. 
they've got to go with four out of eight of their position players being left-handed, which is something they don't normally do. When everybody's healthy, Dickerson is not starting in left field. That would probably be Darren Ruff's spot. Crawford probably starts at shortstop, but maybe not. And if so, hes I don't think he's batting sixth. I think he's more like batting eighth. And then at first base, Brendan Belt often does start. I mean, he he deserves to start against lefties. His, you know, he still always gets on base via the walk, and he's a power threat. But it's also a spot where they could go to Wilmer Flores, and they often do. And so the good news is that Wilmer Flores is possibly going to come back on Saturday. That would actually be really good timing with Urias on Saturday and Kershaw on Sunday. That would give them that would just stretch out the lineup a little bit and give them a better shot to win those games. But with a righty on the mound tonight in Walker Bueller, I mean no cakewalk at all. Walker Bueller, in my opinion, is one of the very best pitchers in the game. We saw it the other week, uh, like a week ago. His four seam fastball is one of the best pitches in baseball. It might look like it's down the middle sometimes. I mean, think about Kevin Gosman, same thing. He can just throw that four seam fastball in seemingly hittable spots, but hitters just have a really hard time with it. So that's what the Giants are going to be going up against tonight, but I think they're better suited against a righty. So, you know, surprisingly, I think this game might be more winnable than some of the others in this series, but it's not that winnable. It's still going to be tough. On the mound for the Giants is going to be Anthony DiSclefani, The Dodgers completely roughed him up last time, 10 earned runs in two and two thirds. But honestly, I feel like coming off a start like that, he's going to be super motivated to just not give up a bunch of runs like that. So I actually feel pretty decent about this start. You don't know. It's like in basketball when a, you know, good shooter has a really bad shooting night. Normally that next time out, they're just, they do not like having a bad night like that and then they have a really good night I don't know how like truthful that is statistically speaking but I'm just expecting much better things out of Di Scofani tonight so the lineup that the Giants will be able to throw out first of all Posey will be back in there after the off day yesterday Crawford at short I'm sure we'll see Longoria at third Solano at second and then at first base it's probably going to be Jason Vossler again Although it should be noted that we heard that before yesterday's game, Alex Dickerson and Austin Slater were among those taking ground balls at first base. So I was thinking Dickerson playing first would actually help them out because against a righty like Bueller, you could have Dickerson at first base, and then in the outfield, you could have Talkman, Duggar, and Yastrzemski. So that would be three lefties in the outfield and then a good lefty bat in Dickerson at first base. So it'll be interesting to see if they want to try that out. I mean, he's not taking ground balls at first base for nothing. So just for one night, because, you know, with the two lefties coming up, you're not going to do that. So it would probably just be a one-time thing tonight. So look out for that. It is a possibility. And I think that would be a pretty solid lineup. I mean, Talkman, Duggar, and Yastrzemski is just a really good defensive outfield. Plus, I like all those bats right now. Talkman, even though he's not like hitting all that well, he grinds out every single at bat. And then Duggar's hitting great and is a really good defender. And Talkman can play a pretty decent center and he's really good in the corners. 
And then obviously we know what we have in Yastrzemski. So Lamont Wade Jr. was also called up prior to this game when Darren Ruff unfortunately had to go on the injured list. So even if it's Vossler, that's okay. And then in, in left field, you'd probably see Dickerson tonight. And then in center, it would either be Talkman or Duggar and then Yastrzemski in right. So basically what the Giants need to hope for is that Walker Bueller isn't on his A-plus game, which he was last time. So maybe um, this is kind of wishful thinking, but Bueller was so dominant last time out that maybe he's due to be a little less dominant this time. There's no due. It's just like it's hard to be dominant every single time. And so maybe he has a slip up and maybe Di Sclafani is super motivated and just comes out and pitches a heck of a lot better. So I expect tonight's lineup to look a lot better. That's the thing. For the casual fan, they might look at last night's lineup and see Dickerson, and, and it just it doesn't register that that's a bad matchup for the Giants. But when there's a lefty out there, you don't want to see Dickerson in the starting lineup. That means something has gone wrong. So coming up next, we'll look at the remaining schedule. I want to talk about just exactly who's injured and when they're coming back and how the Giants can maybe navigate the schedule moving forward. Did you know that decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year? In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Next, I want to talk about the delicious tasting Built Bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors, including nut and nut-free flavors. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. It is amazing that the Built Bar really tastes like a candy bar, but what astonished me as someone who doesn't like to eat a lot of sugar is just how low in sugar these Built Bars are, especially considering the taste. So they're great for a health-conscious person. Just looking through some of the nutrition facts, they're all high in protein. We're talking 17, 18, 19 grams of protein. And low in sugar, we're talking 4 or 5 grams of sugar. And they're low in calories as well. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright, as promised, we're just going to look at who's injured, when they're coming back, and then what the schedule is and like when these guys come back relative to the schedule. We've kind of told you what the upcoming schedule looks like against the Dodgers and how the Giants are going to navigate that. Basically, tonight I think they'll have a pretty decent lineup, but on Saturday and Sunday a lot of it is going to depend on if Wilmer Flores is able to come back. 
If he can come back, you could have Flores at first, Solano at second, Crawford at short. You could even throw Dubon in there. Wow, I just said Dubon. I think I might have to transition to Dubon because nobody else is saying Dubon, even though that's how you actually say it. But anyway, you could throw him in there and Longoria. So then you've got righties across the diamond on the infield. You've also got Buster Posey. And then in the outfield, you kind of have to go with Dickerson or Tockman in one of the corners, Yastrzemski in the other. And then in center, you could go Austin Slater. I guess you could go Slater and left and Dubon in center and keep Crawford at short. So there's a way to navigate this if Flores comes back. So suddenly Wilmer Flores becomes a really important piece. I honestly think the rough injury was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. They were able to withstand all these injuries. We didn't even really have to talk about them much. But Belt and Ruff going down in succession like that was a big blow. And I still, I just really feel for Darren Ruff. Anyway, just looking through the 40-man roster and guys who are currently injured, of course, there's Ruff. I would expect that to take at least two weeks and possibly more, possibly up to four weeks for Ruff. Tommy LaStella is on the 60-day injured list. He won't be eligible to come back until the beginning of July. So he wasn't having a great start to the season, but still, I mean, he's your first line of defense there at second base, and they're so far beyond that now. But a full-strength Giants team, I mean, we just haven't seen a lot of it, and LaStella would be a big part of that against right-handed pitching. He would be at the top of the lineup, but we can't, We he's not eligible to come back until July. Flores, like I said, possibly going to come back on Saturday. Belt is on the IL. They said he might need 10 to 14 days, so we're looking a couple weeks from now. Logan Webb is on the IL, but he is going to come back on Saturday and make that start, so that's good news on the injury front. Aaron Sanchez is on the IL. He saw a doctor about his shoulder you know, injury And the doctor cleared him to start throwing again in five days. And that was, I think, more than five days ago that we heard that. So he's probably starting to work his way back. Although, you know, it doesn't sound like it's the best of news and it could be a while. Reyes Maranta, Tyler Beattie, and John Brebia, who we haven't heard a lot about. Brebia is a relief pitcher the Giants signed in the offseason. A good one, but coming off of Tommy John surgery. But he just started a rehab assignment. BD is currently undergoing a rehab assignment in AAA also. So those are guys we're going to hear from later in the season and possibly not too long from now. BD, Sooner, and then Brebia. So that's that's really good news. An issue for BD has been he's had poor command in Sacramento thus far. So looking ahead, it's going to be tough. Just try to win a game. I mean, seriously, if the Giants could win two games of the next three against the Dodgers, great. But just get a win first before you start worrying about two. So then they take on the Angels without an off day, and that is a home series. It's a little two-game series. Giants are going to miss Shohei Otani on the mound. This is kind of a good omen, I guess, in a way. Otani was supposed to start yesterday, which would line him up to start that second game against the Giants. But he, like, his bus got stuck in traffic going to Oakland, And so he ended up taking Bart, and he was too late, and so he didn't make the start. So kind of a crazy story there. So he gets pushed back to today, and that means he's not going to make the start against the Giants. So that's good news. He's their best pitcher. And he also, I assume he's going to play first base, but without having the DH, 
it makes it a little more complicated for the Angels to get Otani into the lineup, and they have a good they have a good hitting first baseman. So if Otani plays, the first baseman probably sits. So and then Trout is on the IL, so they're going to miss Trout, and they are probably going to miss Otani for the most part. Giants then have an off day at home, which is a great thing always, and then a four-game set against the Cubs, who are playing much better after a slow start. So the schedule is not easy. Angels, with with missing Otani on the mound and no trout in the lineup, that's a series you hopefully, I mean, win at least one and try to sweep the little two-game series. Cubs will be tough. That's a pretty good team over there. And then an off day and then back on the road against Texas for two, and then the Nationals for four. Those are two teams that are beatable. So it's a winnable road trip, but it is another kind of East Coast trip ending up in Washington, D.C. Giants then come home and play the D-backs for four, and then the Phillies for three. Then they have a stupid two-game road trip against the Angels. I can't believe these two-game road trips. And then back home for a three-game homestand against the A's, and then back on the road. It's just unbelievably dumb how the schedule is working these days. You can't be having one series homestands. What is that? That's just unacceptable to me. But that's the reality now with these new schedules. They're just different than they've ever been, and I don't like them at all. But anyway, that gets them through the end of the month, although they start another road series against the Dodgers to end the month. It's a two-game road series against the Dodgers. So it is something they can navigate. June is a little easier than May, I would say, and they're almost through May. So and they're they have a good rec- I think they're like 14 and 9 or something in May so far. So just finish out the month not in disastrous fashion and then June gets a little bit easier and we'll we'll kind of take you through that and the injuries as it all goes along. That is all the time we have for today. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspic. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so. Have a great weekend. I can't wait to be with you again on Monday talking about three things we learned over the weekend. Hopefully we learned that the Giants were resilient and able to win a game or two in this series. Until then, we'll see you next time.